Chapter 9 Prioritize the Kingdom of God in Your Prayer Life In the prayer that the Lord Jesus taught us, it is not truly that we have to recite it, for recitation is not prayer. So the Catholics with their rosaries are not praying, but merely reciting things. Jesus says when you pray, do not use vain repetition like the heathen do. When you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen, for they think that in their much speaking they shall be heard. Matthew 6 verse 7 You do not have to number how many times you have said, Our Father in heaven. And you certainly do not have to pray to Mary. She is a human like you. She is not God. Although God used her mightily to bring his son Jesus, but she is not God. Worship only God. Mary died and was buried. Paul died and was buried. And Samuel died and was buried. If you pray to any dead person, including Mary, it is necromancy and from the devil. Saul went to a medium to call the spirit of the dead Samuel, and because of that God killed him. 1 Samuel 28 In Deuteronomy 18, God asked the Israelites to kill everybody who prayed to the dead or practiced necromancy. Deuteronomy 18.10-18.12 There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or who uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, one who pretends to foretell future events by holding converse with departed spirits, a conjurer, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord your God drives them out from before you. We also do not pray or worship angels. When John wanted to worship the angel who spoke with him, he explained to us what happened, saying, I fell at the angel's feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See that you do not do this, I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19 verse 10 we do not worship angels or pray to angels. They are servants of our Father God, and they are signed by God to serve us born-again Christians. When we are born again, we are sons and daughters of our Father God, who are serving in His vineyard. But angels are servants. All these things about who we are in Christ Jesus are explained in the series of the Perfect Redemption Plan. Paul tells us, Angels are ministering spirits or servant spirits, sent forth by God to minister or to serve those who have inherited or who will inherit salvation. Hebrews 1 verse 14 Even Moses said about angels, God has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Psalm 91, 11-12 And David says, Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, 
hearkening unto, listen to and carrying out the voice of his word. Psalm 103.20 So the question is, who will voice the word of God so that the angels will hearken unto it? The answer is, you are the one who will voice that word of God so that angels will perform it. God says, I have put my words in your mouth and I have covered you in the shadow of my hand so that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, you are my people. Isaiah 51 verse 16 so God puts his words in your mouth, even his written word, so that as you pray that his kingdom come and his will for his people that is in heaven be done or planted on earth. The Bible study on the power of confessions explains to us how powerful the words that proceed out of our mouths are. God said to Moses, You shall speak unto Aaron and put words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. Exodus 4 verse 15 God is with your mouth as long as you say what lines up with the written word of God. Thus the purpose of all these Bible studies is to teach us what to do according to the written word of God in every situation, so that God will always be with our mouth and none of the words that come out of our mouth will fall to the ground. As it was said of Samuel, Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and did let none of his words fall to the ground. 1 Samuel 3 verse 19 for it is God's will for us to be as effective in prayer and ministration as the people in the Bible were, because he is also with us, just like he was with them in those days. He says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Malachi 3 verse 6 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Hebrews 13 8 So Jesus tells us, when you pray, say, Our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Luke 11 verse 2 Jesus did not tell us, when you pray, say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you, and Jesus, the fruit of your womb, is blessed. No, Jesus did not tell us to pray that way. Also, Jesus did not tell us to pray saying, Hail Samuel, who are in heaven, or Hail Elijah, who are in heaven, or Hail Saint Peter, who are in heaven, or Hail Saint John, who are in heaven, or Hail Saint Paul, who are in heaven, or Hail Archangel Michael, who are in heaven, or Hail Archangel Gabriel, who are in heaven. But he said, When you pray, say, Our Father, who are in heaven. John tells us that which we have seen and heard we declare unto you so that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ 1 John 1 3 yes in the place of prayer we only seek the fellowship of the Godhead God the Father God the Son Jesus and God the Holy Ghost I have had angelic visitations in dreams, visions, 
Angels came to give me messages from the Lord and we talked, but we should not seek the fellowship of angels. If God sends them to bring us a message, praise God, but they are servants. We are sons and daughters. Many times when people start seeking the fellowship of angels so badly, it is a demon that appears to them and starts telling them so-called revelations that do not even line up with the written word of God and those demons will draw attention to themselves and never point you to Jesus. Think of it this way. Let us say your father is the king and he has one biological son who is his heir and has many other servants in his royal palace and his kingdom. But the king wanted to have other children who will also become joint heirs with his only biological son. So he decided to adopt many other children and that is how you became his son or daughter. Now that you are his adopted son or daughter, the king made you joint heir with his only biological son. All that the king has belongs to you, just as it belongs to his only biological son. You now dwell in his royal palace and have all his servants ministering to you. Now, instead of trying to establish a fellowship with your father and your new elder brother, his biological son, you spend all your time trying to establish a fellowship with his servants. You tell everyone in the kingdom how privileged you are that one of the servants of your father, the king, talked to you and came into your room. You spend your time describing how well-dressed the servants of your father are. You spend your time telling everybody in the kingdom how you long for one of the servants of your father to come again into your room and talk to you and tell you what you should do. Sooner or later, the inhabitants of the kingdom will tell you, why do you not try to have fellowship with your elder brother, the biological son of your father? Why do you not try to have fellowship with your father? You dwell with them under the same roof. Why do you long for the servants to talk to you and visit you in your room instead of longing for your father and your elder brother to talk to you and come into your room? Why do you not read the 66 love letters that your father and your elder brother wrote to you to tell you who you are now in the family and how much they love you? Boy, what is wrong with you? You do not know who you are and where you belong. You have an identity crisis. That is how some born-again Christians act. They do not know who they are in Christ. In the Bible study of the Perfect Redemption Plan, we have explained the adoption. Stop longing for the fellowship with angels, who are servants and long for the fellowship of the Father, the Son Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Seek to develop fellowship with the Godhead. That is what the disciples of Jesus had, and they also want us to have the same fellowship with the Godhead. Read the 66 love letters of your father and Jesus contained in the Bible. Stop hunting angelic visitation or visions of angels. Those things do not make you more spiritual. Paul had many revelations and angelic visitations, but he was not moved by those angels. If what those angels said did not line up with the written word of God, the love letters of his father God and his elder brother Jesus and the Holy Spirit wrote to him, Paul rejected that message from the angel. He knew that that angel was not an angel of God but a demon. 
for an angel of God will always bring a message that lines up with the written word of God. So Paul tells us, even if we or an angel from heaven preach a gospel to you beside what we preach to you, let him be accursed, excommunicated or banned or kicked out. Galatians 1 verse 8. It is because Paul understood who he was in Christ Jesus, that is why he could even correct angels. When they were wrong in their messages, he would cast them out of his presence in the name of Jesus. Why? Because any angel that comes from the presence of the Lord and works for the Lord will always speak in line with the written word of God. It is the written word of God that we use to judge everything even the message brought by angels. The moment I judge according to the written word of God that that gospel brought by that angel is not from God, I cast him out because he's a demon. Paul tells us, Do you not know that we shall judge angels, not to mention the things of this life? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 3 People who do not know who they are in Christ and have no understanding of what the perfect redemption plan of God is will always be moved by angels and be easily deceived by demons who are angels working for Satan. And sometimes in a church setting, someone says, I have seen a vision of an angel and he spoke to me. People are already impressed so that they do not even judge what the angel says whether it lines up with the written word of God or not. If what that angel says does not line up with the written word of God, you know it's a demon. So you say, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave this place right now. The written word of God is the final authority by which we judge every message and test every spirit, whether it be from the Lord or from the devil. For angels are servant spirits. We need to test their messages too. It is the same principle we use to judge trances. A person can be in a trance and be taken into heaven or be shown revelations. When he comes out of that trance and tells us what he has seen and heard, we judge it in the light of the written word of God too. A trance is a state in which the soul seems to have passed out of the body into celestial regions, or to be wrapped into visions. Peter had a trance in Acts 10, and God explained it to him in line with the written word of God. Paul had a trance in Acts 22, 17-21, in which Jesus told him to depart from Jerusalem and go to preach to the Gentiles. When you are in a trance, you do not know if your soul is still in your body or it has left your body. It is hard to know. And sometimes you really feel like you are in that location physically. Paul tells us about the experience of a trance that he had. He said, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ 14 years before. Whether in the body, I do not know, or outside of the body, I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or outside of the body, I do not know. God knows that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not allowed for a man to utter. 
2 Corinthians 12, 1-4 People can have trances of heaven or of hell or of another location, and it is so real that they even wonder whether their physical body was also taken into that location, because all the sensations are so real, the pains and torments the sounds. In the early 20th century, during some Christian tent meetings, some people had trances of them being taken to hell, and when they came out of that trance, they screamed, Pull me out of this fire! Others saw visions of the ground under their feet split open, and they were falling alive into hell, like what happened to Korah and his followers in Numbers 16, 31-35. So when they came out of those trances, they ran to the altar to be born again. My prayer is that in our Christian gatherings, God will give trances again like that to unsaved people and to born-again Christians who are practicing sins leading to death, so that they will run for their life and be reconciled with God in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus to open the spiritual eyes of everyone, saved or unsaved, who are reading these Bible studies, or who hear me and those whom I disciple, and the disciple of my disciples, so that they may see how the lost and backsliding souls will be tormented and sent to burn in hellfire, so that they can run for their life and to be reconciled with God and have passion to win souls. 2 Kings 6 verse 17 I had a couple of trances while praying on my knees or in my bed and I thought I'd passed out for only five minutes. But when I looked at my watch I was gone for about an hour. But the first thing I do when I come out of that trance I say, Where is it written in the Bible, Lord? And the Holy Spirit brings to my remembrance scriptures that explain what I have seen and heard while in that trance. The Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John 14 verse 26 Now do not get me wrong. I have nothing against angels. I have many revelations that God sends to me through their means, but Jesus is a star. I long for his fellowship, for the fellowship of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. On August the 23rd, 2013, around 5 a.m. I was in a trance, and I saw a woman who was walking on the street. She was well-dressed. But when my spiritual eyes were opened, I saw her soul burning, and she was tormented by those flames as she was walking. She was screaming for help. Her body did not know that her soul was tormented by the flames of hellfire. And that woman walked into the house of a man with whom she was committing adultery. And after they had come together carnally, I looked at the man and he was physically normal. But when God showed me his soul, it was also catching the flames of hellfire and he was trying to extinguish those flames. But they were getting bigger and bigger like the flames that were on the woman. The guy was born again, but by committing that adultery, he backslid. And the Holy Spirit started to tell me, I had great plans in my kingdom for this man, but he's forfeiting them. 
Sexual immoralities are rooted in idol worship. By practicing them, you choose to worship the demon of prostitution over God. And I asked the Holy Spirit, The woman? I know she's not saved. That is why she's going to hell and will burn with tormenting flames unless she repents and becomes born again. But why is that man catching hellfire too? He just backslid. And the Holy Ghost brought scriptures to my remembrance, saying, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her take you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, the spirit of prostitution that's behind fornication, adultery, homosexuality, paedophilia, incest, rape and bestiality, a man comes to a piece of bread and another man's wife will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. Proverbs six twenty three to 29 This applies also for saved women who are practicing sexual immoralities. So the man thought that it was only the woman who was unsaved that was going to burn in hellfire. But if you call yourself a born-again Christian, practice the same sins leading to death that that unsaved woman is doing, you are playing with hellfire in your bosom. Your clothes, even your soul, will also be burned. The path you have chosen is like one who walks upon hot coals. Your feet will be burned also, as you will be thrown into hell. Whoever practices those sins leading to death, even if he was born again, will go to hell, unless you repent and rededicate your life to Christ, and God will heal you of your backsliding and love you freely. Hosea 14 verse 4 That trance was so vivid that when I came out of it my heart was racing and I feared for that backsliding brother and for that unsaved woman because I could feel the torment of their souls. I prayed that they will repent. Having cleared these questions that have to do with whom we pray to and whom we should long to have fellowship with, out of the way, Jesus tells us what is the hierarchy of priorities he wants us to have in our prayer life, saying, When you pray, say, Our Father, who are in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Luke 11, 2. The first priority he wants us to have in our life is holiness to the Lord. Exodus 28 verse 36 Having a sanctified life Hallowed or holy is your name or your name is set apart. God is holy and he wants those who serve him to be holy. Peter reminds us it is written Be holy for I am holy. 1 Peter 1 verse 16 Being holy or sanctified or being set apart from the world to serve the Lord. 
The ways and acts of the Lord are different from the ways and acts of the gods of the heathen, which are but demons. The first thing we should pray about is that there would be a greater separation between us and the heathen, in the way we live and the way we act. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. John 14 verse 6 People want to be born again and still do the things the way the world does them, still live the way the heathen live, and still believe the way the heathen believe. We ought to do everything the way Jesus did, to believe the way Jesus believed, and to live the way Jesus lived. I'm not talking about dressing like Jesus dressed or keeping a long beard like Jesus kept as a Jew, for none of that have to do with holiness, but with Jewish customs and dressing code of their days. Jesus prayed for all of us who will believe that we will also be holy and that God will make us holy and will separate us from the world by his written word. He prayed, I pray not that you, Father, should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify, separate them through your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. John seventeen fifteen to 20 People are sanctified by the word of God in prayer. In other words, they need to know the truth of the word of God and pray that truth into their life. 1 Timothy 4 verse 5